We all crave connection. At our core, we all want to feel loved and understood. Hi, I'm Nikhami, entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of my very own beauty brand, Carmela Cosmetics, and business consultant. This is We Are Women, Beauty Redefined, a podcast where women speak their truth and celebrate their victories. This podcast features different women whose names you probably recognize. You've seen them, been following them, and might even think that they've always had it together. Listen in to hear the women you know and love share their journeys with self-acceptance and self-love, discovering their unique beauty and confidence in a society that for so long has focused on exemplifying a specific beauty standard. It's a place where we'll learn about each other and ourselves, dive into important issues that affect us, discover all that we have in common, and make some memories. So pour yourself a glass of red and get comfortable. Every night is ladies' night and we are women. Beauty redefined. You probably know Adriana Rosie from Instagram or TikTok as the non-Jewish nanny, but have you ever thought of how she became this viral influencer as a nanny to Orthodox Jewish kids? Well, that's something that I had been curious about, so I asked her to come on the podcast and share her journey. So in this episode, Adriana shares her journey, how she got into nannying for the Orthodox Jewish community, along with her opera singing career and the way an opera career works, and talks about why she started her account in the first place. Adriana talks about why she makes sure to keep her children and their families private, how her children's safety is her first priority, how dating fits into her schedule, her journey with body confidence and her view on food choices, She also shares the time in her life that she chose to take antidepressants and why no one should be ashamed to take medication to be their best self. I can't wait for you to hear the behind the scenes of Adriana's life and career. Let's dive on in. Young Adriana. Oh my gosh. The reason I feel like I connect to so many kids is because like I was so hyper. I was always being told as a kid and today like stopping so hyper stop talking so quickly you know like sit in your chair correctly stop fidgeting and like I was totally just like full of life and totally drama queen for sure that too like (laughs) so um but that's why I totally feel like I connect with kids now because like I see how kids are so full of life and so energetic and then sometimes get put down for being that way for talking out of turn or saying things that like you maybe like wouldn't want to say but like they say it anyways like I love that about kids and that's maybe just because that's how I was I was never that kid that was very like shy and proper like I was always all the way out there right right that's so funny do you feel like you're still like that in a way Totally, totally. I mean, sometimes it's sad. We go through experiences in life where, like, you're not always, like, you know, you get knocked down. So, like, you're not always totally out there. But, like, I'm always saying, like, I'm that person, like, you put me in a room, like, I'll talk to whoever, like, I'll talk to a wall and have a great time. Like, (laughs) I love that. Wow. Okay. So, so what got you into the career of being a nanny? And I also know that you're, that you're also doing other things. So, I would love to hear about your career trajectory. Yeah, it's kind of funny because, like, if someone nowadays is like, oh, like, what do you do for work? I'm like, uh, I don't really know what to say at this point because, <laughs> like, I'm an opera singer. I have my bachelor's and my master's in vocal performance opera. Um, and, like, you know, we, like, do, like, language focuses. So, like, we study. I used to teach, like, diction and language courses in grad school. And so, therefore, I teach private voice lessons and sing for Palm Beach Opera opera um and yeah we also like sing on side gigs but then basically with like I was in school and then I was like well I need to make extra money it was during the pandemic everything was online 
So we started to nanny and babysit. And um, I usually also used to like waitress and bartend, but like nannying was better at the time because of the pandemic. And I just totally fell in love with it and these crazy kids. And then obviously I feel like my day was so much more interesting as a nanny for Orthodox Jewish families because like there was just so many like mind-blowing like tasks that I had to like figure out like it and, and then like when they come home from school it wasn't the typical like well it's a really pretty picture it was like oh my gosh like why are you coloring this picture you know like it was like what is this what am I looking at like you know so it's so interesting I love it yeah you're referring to like the biblical references and stuff right for the people who are not Jewish Hebrew Hebrew biblical references just like anything and you know and obviously the beautiful scribble scrabble that you're given that looks like oh my gosh it's so beautiful what is this <laughs> What do you mean? What is it? It's a house. I'm like, oh, I'm so silly. (laughs) Right. Wow. That's great. So how did you get into nannying for the Orthodox Jewish community? I mean, you know, I talked a little bit earlier, but basically they had like a pro, I had a profile on care.com within three days, a week, maybe, I don't even know. I got like hit up by this mother and they were like, can you come like babysit for these hours? I'm like, this sounds perfect right after school and right after their school. It sounds good. And then they were like, we're Jewish, by the way. Is that okay? I was like, of course. Like, what does that even mean? And so <laughs> I, was like, I got it now. And then I remember like, I got like a little bit of a rundown. Like, so when you feed them, like just use the plastic silverware, just use that. And like, these are the snacks. Like that was all, that was all I was given. I was like, all right, sounds good. Like <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> so how many years has it been now? Oh my gosh, I think it's been like two, two and a half. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, almost three, actually, I think. Yeah. Oh, right. Because it's, it's at around COVID, I guess. So that means mm-hmm. it's like. It was like 2021, 2022, and then now 2023, like, but yeah. Wow. And you have learned a ton from nannying for an Orthodox Jewish family. <laughs> yeah, well, and then I also like to clarify, I never have worked really for like one specific family. Yes, I started out with one specific family, like every day after school, just for like an hour and a half, not even. Um, but then like I started to then like do every single person in the neighborhood because like they all know each other and they're all so close. So then like so then, you know, and especially once I graduated, then I was like, well, what do I do during the day? Because opera's at night and I like want to you know, make money and do something with my day. And then this is just how it blew up. Wow. Well, OK, so I have so many questions for you, but let's start with um so you are known as the non-Jewish nanny on Instagram and TikTok, right? So yeah. how did that happen? Like what made you decide to start posting uh, your- Yeah. So like I started to say like, actually, I don't always talk about this, but this is really what sparked me to post online was when I got out of grad school, I got an offer to apply for a job for like a social media marketing, digital marketing position for um, an opera. It wasn't an opera company, but for like an opera business. And I was like so excited because I was like, I'm so good at social media and this is like fun. I definitely can do this. And then I got to like the third interview and then I got like, I didn't get the job. And I was like, wow, I feel like they're making a terrible mistake. I would be so good at this. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to post whatever I want with no shame about like my life. Um, and like, see what happens because like, I know I can do this. Like, this is definitely something I could be good at. And then that's just what I did. And I would talk about all different types of things. Like I said, I used to be a bottle girl, work at a bar. Uh, I used to nanny. I nanny. Um, I'm a singer. So I started just all different types of topics. And the topics that took off were like the nanny, the kids, because the kids are funny. Then I realized, oh, I do need to explain to people like, 
the reason that my experiences are funny is because like they're orthodox and I am like not and have no clue so like then I started to have to be like give that background and I thought the people who would find it interesting were other nannies other non-Jewish people and instead like the Jewish people found me and they were like you are amazing we think you're funny this is so crazy and it's because like even to this day I'll talk to my moms and they're like I never even thought to tell you that because like we are just so born and raised into this that like we didn't even realize that it was so foreign and I was like yeah so that's what they liked I guess right it's true it's true it's funny for us to see because again we're so used to it it's crazy so did you change your handle to non-Jewish nanny yeah for a while I was really debating like I said from like a SEO purpose and like marketing standpoint like okay should I keep it as Adriana Rosie so that way I'm not closed into a box or like non-Jewish nanny and eventually it just became so blatantly obvious that like nobody liked me for anything other than non-Jewish nanny (laughs) so (laughs) like you know what like full send I'm just gonna do I guess I had TikTok and then I said I can't keep merging my nanny TikTok with like my personal Instagram because like my friends are on there and like I had pictures in like my bathing suit just like stuff that I had nothing related to anything my followers would enjoy and so I was like I'm just going to make an account literally dedicated, like non-Jewish nanny, full out. All it's going to be is my nanny Jewish content. And I posted, like, I didn't even really try. And it went so viral. I was like, I'm just going to start transferring the videos from TikTok to Instagram. Just start posting. And now my TikTok is, like, almost twice, or it is twice as much as my Instagram. My, or vice versa. My Instagram is now twice as much as my TikTok. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It's this is like what we call niching down. You know what I mean? <laughs> all like the all like the uh, experts are like find your niche and like target it. And I'm like, oh, I found it. Like some of my humor is like even some Jewish people follow me and they're like, I don't get this. And I'm like, you're just not you're not Jewish enough. I guess I don't know. <laughs> no, That's so for funny. Real, like there, it's funny. I do have all levels of people, and I have non-Jewish people and non-Jewish nannies who follow me, and they like they like the content too. For sure, they're learning things. Yeah, people people say like it's also very sweet. I get a lot of messages of people being like, "Hey, like I was Jewish and I grew up religious and like I hated it, but like watching your content makes me like really appreciate it and like love it more. And like you brought me closer to like Hashem again. I'm like that is the most meaningful thing like anyone could ever say to me over something so silly like my videos. (laughs) It's true. It's 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 beautiful. It really is. Yeah. Sometimes we need someone else from a different culture to come in and show us the beauty of our own. Well, and that's kind of why when people are always like, are you going to convert? Will you convert? Why don't you convert? And it's like, the bottom line is, I think um, in this day and age, like the Jewish people do need representation and some sort of an ally. And I think it's really important that my voice is louder as a non-Jew versus a Jew. You know, I think it does matter. So I, I think that's special. For sure. Oh, it's so special, especially, you know, in, yeah, this day and age when there's so much bad, unfortunately, press about Jews. It's really beautiful that you're kind of changing that narrative. So what was the most shocking thing you discovered as as a nanny for Orthodox Jews? So hard. I think the whole concept of kosher, because like, I thought I knew what kosher was. Like, I was like, they just can't eat a cheeseburger. Like, that's what I thought. They couldn't eat it in the same sitting. But like the fact that it was like, it goes so far as to like, it can't even touch like the same plates or the sinks, like the stoves. Like that was so, I was like, wow. That's when I like took a step back and was like, I have a lot to learn. Like I could be making mistakes left and right and not even know it, you know? Right. <laughs> um, but it's funny because the first kids I had was like, they were old enough. They were seven 
or six and four. And man, that six year old is the most quick with it. Like a uh, kid, he is so smart. And he was from the beginning would be like, no age, you know, that's going to be in a Vera. He would just so slander <laughs> me like, you know, don't pronounce this wrong. And this cannot happen. And what are you doing? You can't give her milk. Like, you know, that type of stuff. And I'll be like, what is going on? I'm literally listening to a six year old right now. This is crazy. <laughs> it's, it is crazy. Cause we, I guess when you're born into it, it's just so natural. And I just want to say, like, maybe one of these days I'll finally, like, publicly introduce, like, my, I have a mini Mora. I do. She's very also intelligent, but, like, my very first mini rabbi, okay? Like, I need to introduce, like, it's, it's I feel like it's got to happen one of these days because I know a, t- a ton more now because of, like, all the followers and stuff. But, like, everything I went online knowing pronunciation like all that like it is from this one kid like these few kids that like really taught me and I'm like their school should be so proud because like they learn their stuff (laughs) (laughs) you try them a mitzvah note yeah I have I have my own custom mitzvah notepads I do (laughs) I love that from a non-Jewish nanny but I get I'm so lucky with like the collabs and like stuff that gets sent to me like I always give it to like my kids and moms and so like I'm so lucky that like for like the Hanukkah the Hanukkah gift drive my bad and like just any other craft I get sent I'm like oh I'm gonna give that to this kid they're gonna love it and they're so they're so sweet about it that is so sweet I've noticed that you you blur the faces of the kids I find that to be so respectful that's really like I'm so glad that you brought that up and I also just like to tell people like so many parents tell me like you can post my kid like almost every single one of my parents is like post the kid like I don't care and I like the fact that like they don't care that I'm recording and what I am recording you know like I still keep but like I work so hard to like keep their houses private like I make sure there's no photos in the background that they can see like I make sure their school logo is not showing like I make sure the faces are blurred out um and does that take twice amount of time editing like yes like I have to edit the clips do voiceover sometimes and then I have to blur out everything and I go play by play like making sure like okay there's nothing I miss names like all that because like it's just so important that like you don't make a mistake and even if you don't think there's anything wrong with it like it's better to be safe than sorry and like I think child safety is so important and that's why I'm so glad I have a nanny because like I know like those kids are like so well loved and taken care of by me and like I love them my own you know and it shows it really shows Thanks. I think that's I, part of the appeal of watching your account. You know what I mean? Because we we all see how much you love the kids and it's so sweet. Who cannot? And like, that's what makes me so mad. If I go in public and like my kids right now, like they're acting up or they're saying something rude and someone like scoffs at me. I'm like, you're just so miserable. Like that was funny. Like I've <laughs> had some of my kids say some rude stuff by accident. Yeah. My kids, they're honestly just like the funniest things and I think when a kid is sometimes like they'll say like sometimes the rudest things and I've even had sometimes people comment like oh my gosh like how dare they speak to you that way I'm like oh come on I don't care like they're just kids are rude it's so great though that's what the beauty of being a kid is like they'll say stuff that it's just so I always say I'm like well you know what like I'm definitely not fat because they've never once said (laughs) I was like overweight or big or anything but they've like said like my my hair, my like, my eyelashes, like all stuff. <laughs> it's so you got a thick skin working with kids for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about your singing career and being a nanny because now that you're you're finished, obviously like school, um, you graduated school and you're loving what you're doing. But like, was that your long term plan? You mentioned that you're singing at night. Are you planning on doing that like full time? Um, eventually, like, what do you think you're going to end up doing? 
So the way opera works for a lot of people who don't understand, because it's a very interesting, rare type of career is, um, first of all, I'm 25. And in order to start like really getting big contracts and stuff, you're usually about like 30, little 35, like you're past that age. So the fact that I am in with like such a big and great opera company right now, which is Palm Beach Opera, I just sing like chorus for them. Um, you know, and we're like contract singers. And I just auditioned for their apprentice program, which is like the next step. But um, it's like a great accomplishment for me. But it's very like light work, like you can you train privately, and you do summer programs and stuff, which like I do that. But it's all contracted. And it's all like, very structured. So once you do get into like a young artist or apprentice program, you are doing a lot of things full time. But like, for example, your entire summer, free, unless you do a summer program, like, Mm. and uh, even your fall, like I didn't start rehearsals until um November and then I did all rehearsals then I had a break for like Christmas holiday time then I have rehearsals all January I'm not in a show for February so I have all of February off I have a show in March I have all of March and then my summer is just completely free so even when I get bigger and get better to like have full contracts and full roles and stuff it's a very um like looking back not thinking I would become a full-time nanny or be able to start a business about with kids and stuff like that. Um, you always have an idea of like, what am I going to be doing in my free time, like my side time and whether that be a private, like a private voice instructor, which I do, or like doing just something like a lot of people just like wait tables. Like I don't necessarily need to do that for like the rest of my life because I've luckily built a really good brand now and people trust me to like take care of their children and I just like love it. So um, I'm glad that I can do opera in season and that's exactly why I've never been a full-time nanny for one sole family because I'd be like, hey, opera season's coming. So like, I gotta I gotta cut back on the hours and they're like, okay, sounds good. Like, you know. Interesting. Okay. I don't think many people know that. Well, yeah. And same thing with traveling. Like, Another thing I should add is I really love Florida and I love Palm Beach Opera. I love West Palm, Boca. So personally, like I would love to like work for that company over and over and over again. Same thing with like Sarasota, like I'm from there. And so those are, you know, but other people, they go to like Italy for three months. Like they go to like Chicago for three months. They go to Oklahoma for three months. Like, and it's usually like a good three month span if you're doing like, like a bunch of shows if it's one show you're there for three weeks and then you go back to your home base so it's very much just having a job that's flexible that you can reschedule things around oh that's so cool and and it's working at night right opera most I mean that's the thing if you're doing apprentice programs and once you do staging and you're a lead you do have to go to like diction coachings and rehearsal coachings and stuff during the day but when you are doing your full staging rehearsals and rehearsals like myself like chorus and stuff um it's just like at night my rehearsals start at seven they go till 10 sometimes eleven thirty at night depending on the, the the week um and then and then you're done so okay so that's very interesting so long story short is that you pretty much have the flexibility to be a nanny to work on your career just like anyone else who wasn't working as a nanny who was just working full-time in their career because it's not actually 24 7 so yeah. oh that's yeah, very cool have to, like, always be practicing knowing our music that type of stuff For sure, right like, I literally will listen make my kids listen to opera I'll be like you guys I one time said you guys I have a quiz tonight at rehearsal they're te- they're testing us all in our words and music and like we have to listen to this while we drive and they were like let's do it and then they were singing along they were like this sounds so weird what are they singing in and I'm like we gotta listen to it you guys so- <laughs> do you sing for the kids oh sometimes only my very favorite kids and I they <laughs> always that I have a video of them being like she sings like this ah like they they always think it's cool or they'll be like that sounds really bad and you're like does no they just think it's weird 
<laughs> that's so funny. Kids are hilarious. Okay. Oh, that's so okay. That's great. It's so interesting hearing this because I I had no idea that that's how the opera worked. In the career. Also, you're very young. You know. Yeah, I know. I try not to beat myself up too much, especially for a soprano. Like, of course, there's amazing sopranos out there who are. 21 and they're like winning the Met competition congrats girl that's not me like I'm I think I've trained for a long time I think I'm good but like I also know I still have like work to do and like it's a it's a tough competition line when you're beating you're going up against a bunch of the Sopranos so right no I totally got that yeah okay well let's shift the conversation I would love for you to talk about what we discussed earlier what we touched on earlier to say you are very passionate about about diet culture and you know image could you share a little bit of your journey for sure um so I feel like in college everybody used to edit their photos um face eyelashes nose their waist their hips like they would literally edit like make themselves smaller and so of course like I did the same thing in all of our pictures it totally reinforced any sort of eating disorder and body image problem I already had and basically I would find myself like I was 112 pounds and like I'm five six like and I was like still thinking like, oh my gosh, like I'm fat. Like I have too big of hips. Like I didn't like myself. And finally, I don't know what did it, but finally I told myself, you know what? Like I am no longer going to edit my photos and I'm no longer going to follow these Instagram models and fitness models, which like props to them. They're beautiful, but like, you don't know what's real on social media. Always a lot of stuff is edited. And it just made me think like, why can't I be like them? And why can't I be like my pictures? And I started to be like, Adriana, you don't even look like that. You edited yourself. So you never looked like that. You never looked like that. So I finally just told myself, if I don't like a photo of myself, I'm not pick- I'm not posting it. I'm not going to edit it until I like it. I'm just not posting it. And now I literally will post whatever it is, even if I have like the ugliest face on ever. I'm like, it's funny. It's me. It's real. And it literally, I feel like cured my entire body image and relationship with food. You know, now I just basically tell myself like I eat food to make me feel good. I'm even starting like, you know, I've done like a juice cleanse with the well. And I've also done um, like I'm doing like a diet type plan with this girl. Her name's like Alexa. She plans like diets and like healthy eating and I even told her in the beginning I said I don't even like the word diet put into it but the fact that I was like I will try to join this like little group thing um because I thought it was fun is because all the food actually looked like it was very like fueling green natural like I'm not going to try to eat something and then shove it down my throat that it's like only 200 calories like I won't even look at the calories of things because like it messes with my head you know so I just try to eat food that like I know makes my stomach feel good. I don't bloat from and like I just enjoy it makes me like feel good. Like whole food, you know? For sure. That's the way to do it. It's about the way you feel. And it's hard to just say that, but I will say the number one thing that if anybody's struggling with body image issues, it's to it's to unfollow those accounts uh that you see online that are like the perfect Instagram models. And I mean, I live in Miami where Everybody gets filler. Everybody gets Botox. Everybody gets a boob job. Everybody gets a boat. Like, you know, like, like people, I, that was another thing I started realizing. I used to always be like, well, maybe I can do my makeup like them. And then I started realizing, oh, the reason their, their jawline's so snatched is because they have filler. Their, their nose is so contoured because they got a nose job. So exactly. I'm always so real. I'm like, I put on fake eyelashes all the time. I tell my kids that. They'll say, you're so pretty. The kids, the little girls, you're just so pretty. How are your eyelashes so long? And I'm like, because they're fake. 
And they're always like so taken aback. I'm like, no girl, they're fake. My hair colored fake. You know, like it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how much the images we see really impact the way we think about ourselves. Maybe without even realizing. Oh, for sure. Without even realizing. I think it's really subconscious until people start talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So would you say that from, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like you kind of just trained yourself by being conscious about the images and my thoughts I would and even to that even to this day even if I get a feeling of like oh I feel like I'm gaining a little weight or I look fat I just tell myself it's temporary Adriana even if you feel like you look like this right now like you can just go to the gym and maybe like like lose a little or whatever and it's probably just in your head right now yeah it's really about self-talk very often yeah have you heard of this thing that people are literally bringing photoshopped or filtered pictures of themselves to dermatologists or um, plastic surgeons and asking them to make them look like their filtered versions? Have you heard of this? No, but like, I mean, I guess like, why couldn't that, you know, like, I'm sure a doctor could do that. That's crazy. But like, I know, I it's, know. it's insane. Like, I, I always think like, how do you raise children these days little girls I know I think it's so sad I will see it with my kids they'll say something like oh I look fat and I'm like why do you even know that you know what I mean and it's like they might just know it from hearing it in school or hearing it online it's just like I always will just tell my kids if they say that I'll be like oh well you know what like you're gonna like you know you're not and if you like don't like you look how tall I am like some kids have said to me you're so skinny da 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 and I'm like well like really tall so like it stretches out (laughs) (laughs) you're like this short you know but like I always tell them like there's no way you can be fat you're a kid I tell them and I'm like I can pick you up you're not fat you know so I tell them like what are you talking about (laughs) Um, but you can see it from all different spectrums and I hope when I have kids I will raise them to I'm not going to obviously like give them junk all the time, but I also am not going to let them think that like junk is like bad. And I'm, yeah. it's interesting. I've seen kids be like obsessed with junk. And then I've seen the kids who have as much junk as they want and they don't care about it. But then you also don't, you know, you don't want them to eat it all the time, but then you also don't want them to be obsessed with it because they never get it. So it's, I guess I'll figure that out when I'm a parent. Yeah. It's a hard balance for sure. But that's what they say, actually. I've, I mean, from what I've seen, at least on social from therapists who I trust, they talk about, you know, just not making some food bad or good and just having it, letting their kids have whatever they want. And then they end up not choosing the, 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 I shouldn't even say it. Now I'm scared to say unhealthy, but the, the sugary food, oh, whatever, it's you just, know, it's no, and like, that's the thing. It's like, no, it's exactly, it's exactly that. I don't even like to tell myself like carbs are bad. Sugar is bad. Fat is bad. It's just like all in moderation. So it's like, and I also like, don't believe in like force feeding a kid, like, oh my gosh, you need to like broccoli because like it's broccoli. And like sometimes kids just don't like broccoli. I love broccoli. I love Brussels sprouts. I hate green beans. Okay. I'm a very healthy person to this day. I hate green beans. I just hate them. So if your kid's not eating any green vegetables, there's got to be one that they learn to like, but like maybe they just don't like peaches. Maybe they just don't like green beans and like, that's fine. And maybe they love Oreos. I love Oreos. You know, it's like, doesn't mean you're only going to eat Oreos. And so like, it's just, they will learn. For sure. Yeah. As an influencer, you know, and young, beautiful influencer, like how do you work to, so I know that you don't use filters, but like, is there anything else that you do to help people see like what is reality, what's not, or just, you know, get more down to earth in regards to the society's view on, on, on beauty? 
Um, sometimes I, I don't post a lot of like photos. If I do post photos, cause like I'm going to post some photos from my Italy trip. If anything, I might like edit, like edit some people out of the photos or like edit the sky, like colors or something like that, because I like the, the feed to have a certain like aesthetic color wise which like I don't think that's dishonest whatsoever um but like something I like to include is like I did this recently I included like a bloopers video of kind of like this things of like the kids are like maybe me making a mistake of like oh like you know it just I think that's really funny but I kind of think all of my content I hope people realize and see like it is really like I have no problem posting a story looking like beautiful with makeup and I have no problem looking I'm on a podcast right now and I have no makeup I'm in bed with like a back injury right now (laughs) you know just like it's I try to be really real about that because I just I know and I tell myself like hey I can look like those girls but like maybe I don't look like them right now and that's completely fine yeah so here's my question were you always this confident or did you have to work on that I feel like I was always like socially confident like I always was like able to go into a room and like address people and be outgoing but like for sure like like I said, body image, no way, you know, like body image. I was always like talking down about myself um, and looks. I feel like at a certain point, like I've been lucky, like I always have good skin. Like I don't, I've never had to be like, let me wear a ton of makeup. But like, sometimes I would feel like, oh, I'm not as pretty as so-and-so, you know, but now I'm just like, we're just different types of pretty. That's true. Yeah. It's important to remember that. Like you look beautiful right now. And I'm not sitting here like, oh my gosh, like, I don't have, like, my, like, eye makeup done, and I'm like, wow, she looks so beautiful, like, thank you, I mean, I'm wearing a full face of makeup, so, you know, (laughs) as you should, whatever, Uh, well, we're a makeup brand, what can I do, you know what I mean, (laughs) by the way, very random, but I don't think I asked you this, so I'm very curious about what about the Jewish culture draws you in, going back to being a nanny, I just think that they're really good people, and, and regardless of your religion, or, like, lack thereof of religion like I think their culture and morals have like just such the right idea about like the importance of life how your viewpoint should be on life and towards other people and so it makes me very easy to like love it and and then when it comes to all the little rules here and there the halacha um it's very interesting to me and very much like everything has a reason so it's like there's really no argument it's like you have like an argument and then it's like no but that one's because of this and you're like (laughs) all right nothing else to be said there like if that's how it is that's how it is and that's how you live and that's okay like totally how does your family feel about it they like they think it's so funny at first they thought it was so crazy and funny but like now like they're just as like she my mom will be like I follow another she's like because I follow you so all the other Jewish stuff comes up on my phone my phone my mom is like you know I follow another lady and like you know she was talking about this and like I didn't get it like what was it and then I'll be like oh mom it's this and she's like oh my gosh like so interesting you know so same thing like my roommates too they're like so interesting that's so funny when some moms come from I don't know New York or whatever for vacation do they ever ask you to babysit Oh my gosh when people come from the UK Australia like everywhere Israel they come LA they are always like can I be saying you know I don't really even have I can't even answer everyone anymore you know I wish I but sometimes like sometimes it does work out and I you know back then and it was all I did I would I would literally that's why I was so busy just 24 7 people gave them recommendations and everyone in the Jewish community knows each other so like literally they'd be like my friend from so-and-so gave you their number and I'm from LA I'm here for vacation and I'd be like all right where's your hotel like okay like you know it was like 
that's how I would work from like sun up to sun down, like going from house to house. But now I, you know, don't, I have to do everything very scheduled and sometimes stuff comes up and then I have to cancel. So I now do like certain families, like, you know, I see them like throughout the week, throughout the month. Um, It just depends when they want, when I can, that type of stuff. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That's so cool to be like all over the world. People know who you are and a lot of work with you. <laughs> Someone in Italy recognized me. I was like, this is crazy. That's so funny. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> That's great. Okay. If you had one message to give over to the next generation of women, what would that message be? Okay. That's a good question. I would say, well, in relationships, always take care of yourself first. I would say like, always make sure that like, you like are being treated correctly but like also make sure like that you have something to offer to the relationship like in into your own life like don't make your only happiness through someone else and just for in general I'd say yeah like don't compare yourself to don't compare yourself or, or your life to anybody else because like I've been the person who posts online about how perfect and amazing my life was and I was on like antidepressant medicine and going through like the worst things of my life and like I was miserable you know what I mean or yeah. like I said I edited my photos I was not that skinny I was not that fit you know so that you know just don't ever believe that someone else's life looks if it looks perfect or they look more beautiful or they're more whatever it's true and just be thankful for what you do have 100 percent yeah by the way, would you be comfortable talking about the time that you were on antidepressant medication? For sure. I mean, I just think my parents got divorced in college. That was really hard for me. Um, that's like the first time I did go on medicine and it did help me a lot. I'm not against antidepressant medicine whatsoever. It helped me so much. I got through that phase in my life. Um, and then I guess like the next bad phase of my life was a really bad relationship where I was completely just like, it was so toxic, so abusive. And I was like, so trapped and I felt like I had nowhere else to go and nothing else to do no hope but that's kind of where I turned my life around with the Jewish community involved as well and then like I said after a year out of that like I found myself I didn't need them anymore and even if I did need them I would not hesitate to go back on them I think they're they're like a really great tool of like finding yourself and getting yourself back on your feet for sure yeah absolutely it's so important for people to hear that because you know I think that especially as women, we sometimes think that we could just do it all and be fine. And when we can't, we feel like a failure. Yeah, for sure. And someone like you, you know, we people see you successful, happy, you know, just positive. It's nice to see that it could happen to anyone, you know? Just like work hard. I always say be competitive with what you thought you used to not be able to do or someone told you not you couldn't do. And you'll be really amazed how far you can go if you actually like step out of that comfort zone. Absolutely. My comfort zone was uh, like a financial comfort zone. I never thought like I could ever take care of myself, like actually like pay for my own bills completely. Like I was always like, oh, you know, just in case, like I'll be able to ask my parents for money or like, you know, I'll be like living with somebody. And like, now I don't look like that. Like now I don't view the world that way. I don't view myself as like, well, I'm going to get married eventually. So like then I'll have another income to help me. Like, I don't look at the world that way anymore. Now I look at the world of like, I have my own income and like, I don't care how big theirs is or mine. Like I'm going to take care of myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. But like, how does dating play into your schedule? <laughs> so busy, so busy, but uh, so is my boyfriend. So we're both so busy and we're both so like, he's such a great teammate. That's like how I really agree. Like, uh, like describe him. 
he's yeah. literally such a great teammate and like we work so much as a team like we agree with so much and like he's so supportive he was the person who helped me like really believe in myself like really told me like no you can do this like you can save ten thousand dollars like you can pay for your own rent like I believe in you even when he had the means to like take care of everything for me like he literally was like no you can do it and I did and now I'm like so thankful that I had him as a support system and still today like he's just so like just like my rock for sure I love that he's a good guy yeah but I don't talk about a lot you know I try to keep things private just because like I said, you can post how amazing your relationship is and how much you love them. And then that doesn't, that's not always true, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. We see it all the time. I mean, people will post about their relationship and how much they love them. And the next day they're divorced, you know? So It's just ridiculous. It's like, I have found like the people I personally know, like, I'm like, I know that they're so miserable and they're posting this big saga online. And I'm like, oh, so happy for you. So <laughs> That used to be me. That used to be me. It's not me anymore. <laughs> right, right. It's amazing how we evolve and learn. Because, you know, you're still young. So it's good. To, it's nice to have learned it at age 25, you know? Yeah, probably age 20, 21, 22. Okay, yeah. even better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. For sure. Okay, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you? I mean, my Instagram, non-Jewish nanny, my TikTok, non-Jewish nanny. And I have a website now, dropping with merch, nonjewishnanny.com. So, but a lot more content than just being a non-Jewish nanny, for sure. It's very just entertaining, whatever. <laughs> That's true, by the way. That's very true. <laughs> we all love watching you, Adriana. Thank you so much for joining me today. This was so nice to have you. Thanks for having me. That's all for tonight. Thanks so much for listening. Connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Carmela Cosmetics. That's Carmela with a K. And on our website, CarmelaCosmetics.com. If there's a woman in your life whose story needs to be heard, send me a message to let me know who she is and why she means so much to you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know your thoughts. We want you to feel heard. 